What is up, Scaredy Chat? We are back. I am Caitlin Riley here with Monica Suriagi. A little bit later, we are talking to the hilarious Sarah Schaefer, who um, is an amazing comedian. She just released her book, Grand, which is about um, some adventuring that she did that we are very excited for her to tell us more about. But for now, you have us. I don't ever know how to start these intros. Just us. <laughs> but Monica and I were just talking about how people don't care about dream stories, but I care about dream stories and Monica cares about dream stories. So we're just going to, you know, go out on a limb here and say, if you're still listening to our podcast, you care about dream stories. So mm-hmm. Monica, you you have had such a weird relationship with sleep over the years. You yeah. have sleep paralysis. So I'm always fascinated when you have a new dream. So what is... <laughs> What is your what is your dream that you want to tell me about? Okay, this one's nice and short. It's really just Ooh. one little thing that happened. There's no plot. There's no <laughs> it was just a weird image. And I was just like, what? Like, what even does this mean? It was okay. So I have a black cat. You all know by now. And if you don't, get on it because he's the best cat in the world. Don't even fight me on this. Um his name is Great Emo. Cat. He's the best cat. We love. He's very dog-like. He sits for treats. He's perfect. Um but yeah, his name because that matters. <laughs> he sits. He sits for treats. <laughs> Adorable. Um, but yeah, he's a he's a little black cat. Um, you know, just standard op black cat, yellow eyes, black cat. <laughs> and he has a king sized pink cat tower because he's spoiled. And th- this, I'm telling you, when the dream is 30 seconds long, it's 30 seconds long. Literally in my dream, emo was sitting. On his tower, as he does, he'll sit on it, you know, like upright and just look around. So he was sitting there. He was looking at me. Very normal. And then another emo, like Glitch in the Matrix, black cat, another black cat, walks (laughs) by. But this cat's head is kind of like turned away. So it, Mm. it almost looks like it doesn't have a head. Um, so, and it just walks by real, e- well, they're both emo in my consciousness, walks past emo, reaches a paw up, grabs emo's head, pulls it off and puts it on its own head and what? keeps going and walks away. That's it. That's it, the whole dream. That's it. I'm sorry. I, was this like violent? No, it was like cartoony. Oh God. I, okay. You have to clarify that. That's horrible. It's just like, in one oh. way it's funny and another way it's. That's horrible. No oh, blood. God. It was like the head like bounced a little bit. Like it had some like animated movement to it. And emo's okay. Like, yeah. Or not. Okay. And then the first emo is just still sitting there, but now he doesn't have a head. And now the second emo does have a head. That's it. I don't, That's the whole dream. I don't, mm, I don't love that. I feel like you're very chill about it. I think that <laughs> would scare me a lot more than it's clearly scaring you. This actually reminds me, though, weirdly, of, like, a real situation that happened with my grandparents. How could this possibly remind you of something real? <laughs> well, okay, so just the idea of the dual cat situation. So this actually really happened to my grandparents. Um, my grandparents used to have an orange cat named Pumpkin. Cute. And Perfect in, name. They, yeah, it's adorable. So they live in Queens. Um, and at the t- Pumpkin has since passed away. No relation to this story. So they hear a noise in the basement... And they see Pumpkin, like, in the basement or whatever, freaking out. They're like, okay, cool. Um, And they go upstairs. They, like, keep hearing Pumpkin or whatever, I guess, downstairs. And, like, what is the deal with this cat? Like, this cat is not like this. Turns out it wasn't actually Pumpkin. It was a cat that broke into their house that looked exactly like Pumpkin. And replaced Pumpkin. (laughs) 
no, pumpkin was fine. I don't know where pumpkin was. I think pumpkin was like hiding under the bed. I'm not sure if they found pumpkin or if they found the other cat first. Like, you know what I mean? And like, like what, how they figured out that that was not their cat. But can you just imagine if like, because it's actually very realistic if a cat is to get into your house and be like a, just a black cat, like you're not going to automatically be like, that's not emo, you right? know? Like not well, right away. If it's dark, yeah, I'm not going to know. Right. Like, I mean, you eventually will figure it out because emo is very specific. But like, if you just were to be like, oh, I'm home. And then you saw like a cat sitting on your couch. I mean, that's a weird thing for emo, but you wouldn't be like, clearly that's not emo, you know? Until he killed me and replaced me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And and if that didn't happen, you may never know. Mm-mm. And only I would know dream. because now emo's me in this scenario. I always, I'm mm. a, I am always operating under the assumption that something out there wants to kill me and replace me. I don't know what's so special about me, That's but they want to do, do have, You do have this fear a lot. Yeah. I feel like it's like a thing that like kind of permeates into quite a lot of your dreams and your ideas, like this idea, this replacement idea. Am I a narcissist? <laughs> no, I feel like you're <laughs> saying, I hope not. I'm like laughing. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Maybe. You know? There has to be some sort of a deeper fear that we just have not figured out what it means yet. Yeah, but, what is the fear of being, not like replaced in like a teen pop song, but like literally <laughs> replaced by something? What does that fear represent? I'm sure it, maybe it feel maybe the fear is that you feel like you're going to be replaced in your life by other people. <laughs> maybe it's literal, but like that <laughs> feels yeah <laughs> interesting. I don't really have that fear. Maybe I don't think that anyone would want my life that much. I don't think anybody wants mine either, though. That's the thing. I feel like... Mm, mm, You never know. (laughs) I don't know, Monica. I hope not. I want your life. (laughs) Should we trade? Nobody will notice. Nobody will know. It'll be fine. I feel like Emo would notice. Emo would be like, oh, it's a girl who gives me food sometimes, but not most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm suspicious. He is actually sitting up now. He's like, are you talking about me? But yes, he does still have his head. It's in there. Emo, come over here. No, you're not going to come all the way across the room. That's fine. Amazing. Well... We're going to be talking to Sarah Schaefer, who does have a very cool life, but don't steal her life. All right, Scaredy Chat. This is a very exciting episode. I've been looking forward to this all week, even though, yes, we are recording this only on a Tuesday. But you all know Sarah Schaefer. She is a hilarious comedian. You know her podcast already, The Sarah Schaefer Shakedown. And if you haven't read her book, Grand, you're dumb. Got it on Amazon or something. Everybody meet Sarah Schaefer. Hi. Hello. Welcome. Thank you so much for, for being with us. Me. Yeah. Sarah, I'm so excited to talk to you, not just because you are hilarious, but because you sent perhaps the longest list of fears <laughs> that we have received. So maybe almost as it long as Monica and I. wasn't even the complete I was, list. <laughs> I was like, wow, all these are relatable, but man, there, there are many, many, many mm-hmm. here. So very yeah. exciting for us because this is clearly like, you know, just the perfect person to speak with. <laughs> yeah, and we I read were the left de- with healthy questions as well. Many I read the questions. description and was like, okay, yeah, I got it. <laughs> perfect. Amazing. Okay, well, Sarah, I mean, do you just want to take us into sort of the fear that you came to the table with? I know that you had a, a very long list, but is there any yeah. that stands out? Yeah, I mean, I obviously was a very scared child, which I didn't identify as a scared child 
Um, but looking back, it was, <laughs> was dominated long. my life. And I, I think I'll talk about two that, um, well, there's one main one, but I'll just mention the other as sort of an uh, uh, appendix to it. You know, there's lots of funny stories and fears that, like, I think you guys on your podcast talk about, like, oh, you know, movies and things that really freaked you out and stuck with you or whatever. Um, and I think what I took from that was, like, things that bled over in where other people had to change their behavior oh, for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Um, and for me, those were dogs. I was afraid of dogs and um the ocean um the ocean is the quick one which is just uh and again looking back i re i feel bad because of what i put people through you know oh, no. but at the time it it was just the way it had to be you know um and with the ocean my family would go to the the beach every year in north carolina and um I demand, I don't know why they gave in, but I demanded, I hated the ocean water. I liked being on the beach, but I did not like the uh, ocean water. And so I would demand that a baby pool be brought down to the beach. This is like when I'm really little, like five, four or five years old. And that it had to be filled with fresh water. Fresh water and they what? abided this wild i guess request. there was one year where like they got an ocean front or very close to the ocean cottage and so it wasn't that big of a deal like we would rent we still do my family is like a tradition they would rent houses um and they were close enough where they could drag it down and you know i mean there's a picture of me and my little sister in the baby pool we were very young and i think my parents did it because it was a way of containing us on the beach and Sorry. kind of like not letting us just play in that. And we were happy and then they could go about their day. So that is how that worked. I think. And I think <laughs> they maybe put an inch, you know, one bucket full of water did the trick and we were good to go. <laughs> I can't um, believe you demanded fresh water though. Why, can I you fresh that. Yeah. Water? I don't you know. Were, I, you were I a bougie remember. little baby. I don't remember, but I was very particular. Um, I love it. But the big one, I think, that I look back and I go, wow, that really must have been difficult for my family to deal with was dogs. And this is back in the 80s when people would just let their dogs roam the neighborhood. You know, nowadays it's like, no, my dog has to be carried on my body at all times, you know, yeah. um, leash laws, things like that. But back then you just let your dog loose. And because of that, I, um, my parents had to be on surveillance <laughs> at all times because I, it would just uh, waiting for the bus on the bus stop. Um, if it, I would just be so freaked out, you know, my mom had to check and make sure there were no dogs around. Oh. Um, I was particularly afraid of big dogs. I still am a little bit afraid of big dogs. And all of this is because I was attacked by a dog. <laughs> I was going to say, where's the, where's the fucked up dog story that caused this? Yeah. So now I, I, I was working on, I was actually working on standup about this for a while. And I realized that people just couldn't, they were like angry at me. <laughs> like, how dare you speak ill of my son? 
<laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm not talking about your son. I'm talking um, about another dog that's I'm probably dog dead at from, this point, right? Right. Like, from 35 years ago, it's definitely dead. Um, but but I joked that like, okay, look, if you were there, you probably would have said, oh, that Labrador retriever licked your face and wanted to play. <laughs> But no, the dog knocked me over. I mean, I was like two years old and it knocked me over and it got all up in my face. And I, I was too little to uh, understand. And it, I mean, it, as an already kind of nervous, scared child, <laughs> it, it set in place like concrete. And, uh, you know, I was really, really afraid of dogs, like just, you know, see one coming down the street and just literally jump into my parents' arms. Oh. I mean, it makes sense. You were tiny. Yeah. At that point, dogs are giant monsters. You know, they're yeah. huge when you're little. Well, and the fear lasted until I was bigger than them. Um, so that wasn't good. Did you guys know there are butterflies that drink blood? Or that there's a species of beetle that can shoot boiling liquid out of its butt? Or that blue whales are so big you can swim through their arteries? But there's a species of bat that's so small that it weighs less than a penny. My name's Maya. And my name's Connor. And we are the co-hosts of World's Wildest Podcast. If you guys love nature and you love learning about how crazy it is, Connor and I have over 30 years of experience in wildlife conservation, and we're here to tell you all about them. World's Wildest will take you on a journey to meet Earth's most extreme creatures from the world's strongest to our world's smelliest. Make sure to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday, wherever you get your podcasts. But Is there ever a point where, like, dogs like really affected something you were trying to do? Um, I mean, I have a vivid memory of there was this really big, now this is childhood, but like I remember, um, and this kind of set my parents, you know, into being like, <clears throat> like policing the neighborhood. <laughs> um, and um, there was a really big white dog that kind of looked like a wolf. You know, one of those dogs is like, is that a wolf? Like, you know, are like, we in danger? Yeah. Like, did you go up to Canada and bring back a wolf pup? <laughs> you really can't tell the difference, honestly, between wolves and dogs in some cases. Yeah. Like, you really big, can't. Right. I mean, people are like, oh, I have a wolf dog. I'm like, you yeah. have a wolf. You How do you know? Right. It's not both. Um, it's one or the other. It's like right. that and, scary story to tell in the dark where the girl adopts what she thinks is a dog, but is actually a right. rat. She, it's like that, but it's wolf. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> One day they're going to turn on you. And so anyway, this dog was roaming the bus bus stop, you know, and I just would freeze. And the other kids had to, like, um, protect me from the dog. <laughs> my mom, I would make my mom stand there and wait to protect me from potential dogs and of course she didn't want to do that and none of the other kids wanted my mom at the bus stop yeah so, that's kid time yeah so that that's an early memory but but i think what also made the fear even worse was and i can tell you guys are young and i don't know if you ever went through this in childhood but back in the 80s there was a real terror and panic about rabies Yes, like I, we were ev- just talking about rabies. We, we were just talking <laughs> yeah. about rabies. What do every you do to fix an- it? Nothing. Every animal had rabies. You know, you're you're just like there's a foaming at the mouth, yeah. raccoon or dog in the neighborhood, and like so. I just thought, and I remember maybe around that time. I do. I remember at that time, 
there was a rabid dog on the loose, you know, oh, and, no. and they they would tell us if you see a dog acting strangely, if it's foaming at the mouth. Well, I'm a little kid. I'm like, I see drool. That dog has rabies. <laughs> the dog wants to kill me. I probably had a number of dogs put down, just like <laughs> <laughs> that dog foaming at the mouth. I saw false <laughs> accusations yeah, I, uh, of rabies. Goody Pro- I saw I saw doggy Proctor with the devil. You know, I was <laughs> yes. readily accusing. No, no, I don't think that ever happened. <laughs> that ever happened. I never had you, a dog you don't killed. Think. You're not sure. <laughs> I don't, that I know of. <laughs> we all, we all. Yeah, we're not going to cancel you on this podcast. Um, so you know no, over but, dogs so yeah and so that changed my behavior i would definitely be more nervous if a friend of mine had a big dog i wouldn't want to go to their house to play um and you know even as into adulthood like it has you know if somebody has a big dog I am nervous. Um, even little dogs, if they're really aggressive and bark a lot and jump on you when you come in, I'm I'm a little uncomfortable. And they can they can tell these dogs no. They know. <laughs> they know. So that makes them even more crazy. <laughs> and they're like, I'm gonna win you over. You're gonna like right. me. Right. Right. Um, and um I get irritated, you know, sometimes, you know, when I w- would walk around I used to live in Silver Lake um, around the, the, in, in Los Angeles. I don't know if you guys are in LA or New York. Sorry. Um, Yeah. So, you know, the reservoir has that path and, you know, and I, there's people who don't have their dog on leashes and I'm like, you know, it's not, I get that your dog is just so incredible. (laughs) Um, but you know, it kind of hinders people like me, like our enjoyment of that space because I'm now like on high alert and I'm like crossing to the other side. And I truly <laughs> am like, I get made fun of sometimes or like, if they're like, Sarah, it's a yellow lab. I'm like, it's a golden retriever. I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> um, and I've learned to like pretend that I'm not afraid of dogs. Um, and so I'll be like, who's a good boy? Like, I don't know how to talk to him properly. Like, Defense, defensive. That's how voice. I am around babies. I'm like, I don't know how yeah. to talk to you. You're, you're so cute. Ah, love you. Like, That's a good puppy. But I'm like not doing, yeah, I can no. see other people acting normal around the dog. And I'm like, I know I'm not doing that. Like I'm not. And you can sense the fear ju- coming off of yeah. you. Um, and like, you know, there's a lot of like people are really sensitive about, you know, um, their pets, obviously. And I understand. Um, but like the conversation around like pit bulls and stuff like that, you know, and I'm like, I get it. I'm sure your dog is truly an angel and it's humans that made, you know, the problem. I understand that. But like, I don't want to be around your pit bull. But I still don't want to be here. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> That's valid. That is valid. Because I agree. agree. Like, pit bulls, I think, are some of the cutest just, like, dogs in appearance. They are really – their faces are really cute. Like, I love watching videos. Like, like, this is how I explain it. Like, look, I love dogs. And, by the way, there's, like, a sort of PS to all this. Um, You have six pit bulls. I have six. (laughs) It's exposure therapy. (laughs) I'm okay. Um, no, <laughs> no. Um, 
I we had a dog um later in life, like me and my little sister begged for a dog. Um, even though I was kind of afraid of them still. But I wanted a little dog. Like I didn't want a big dog. I wanted a little dog. And we ended up getting this little dog named Molly. And my family was just not really a dog family. And like we and Molly was fucked. Like when we got her, this this dog was mentally deranged like like truly and it was honestly beautiful in a way because she was so afraid of us and i was like we speak the same language and so she she and i actually got along okay because we were like we approached each other with extreme caution mutual (laughs) fear breeds friendship right we ended up being pals Uh, molly was like we loved her so much but you know we were we were not good we were Molly was not sleeping in the bed with anybody ever. You know, it was like, Molly, you go in the laundry. I mean, I think this was also a time period thing where, like, you would never say you were a dog parent. Yeah. You know, like, nobody, <laughs> this is, again, the 80s, early 90s. So we had Molly. But um, but um, I was saying, like, I, so I love dogs, theoretically, even big dogs and stuff. Like, you know, I always joke, like, you know, we all love bears, in theory. But you don't want to be in the same room as a bear. No. <laughs> you know, like, no. I'm be honest. I saw The Revenant. I don't know well, how exactly. I feel. I don't know if oh I love God. bears. Also, I, I just, <laughs> okay, I had a friend send me this article recently that the headline was like, girl calls mother while being eaten alive by bear. No, they don't say by bears. They just say eat it alive. Bob <laughs> just sent me this article. So that's so they, don't, was... they don't say the bear part? Oh, they don't say the bear part in the oh headline. That's why when I was reading it, I was like, Monica, what the fuck are you saying? Oh, I thought to the me? bear part was in the title. Oh, no. oh my god, that's awful. Did she survive? No. no. Basically, oh, no. 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 <laughs> no. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's fu- it's the article is very disturbing. Like, apparently oh. there was this girl that was fishing with her dad, and they were already done for the day, and they left, but they forgot a piece of equipment, so they went back and were immediately mauled by a bear and oh. she called her mom like three times while it was happening and the mom I... was like hearing the her daughter no. talking but the bear noises and, and, and sarah yeah. if we had to know this story you had to know this oh story. my god <laughs> that's worse than grizzly man <laughs> yeah oh grizzly no that's pretty i think that's almost grizzly worse. man is so fucked up and i love oh, it i know i know because he's like he forms Oh my God, Monica! You don't know Grizzly. This is why I'm not oh, sure. Monica. I don't know. Uh, I love I love animals. Like I'm a big animal person, but not sure about bears. I don't You're know. Not gonna die for them. Not gonna die uh, for a bear. You can explain Grizzly Man if you want, because it is. Yeah, it, it's a guy who was obsessed with bears. His name's Timothy Treadwell, mm. and he um he did die for those bears. That's all you need to know. You just watch it. It's actually no. like a really. It's a yeah. really, it's not a spoiler alert. Like it was in the news and all this stuff, but it's a really interesting documentary. <laughs> yeah. By, um, and it was put together by, cause he had a lot of footage that he filmed of the bears and stuff. Um, but, uh, Werner Herzog directed the film. And so, you know, it's, Whoa. it's worth the, worth it. But, um, but anyway, yeah, p- pit bulls make me nervous. Big dogs have a big beefy body. Yeah. <laughs> um, and a big bark and stuff. And, you know, one time I went over to somebody's house and they were like, oh, you know, she has a pit bull. And I was like, yeah, but she's a real sweetie. I get in there and immediately the dog starts fighting to the point where, like, 
I thought a dog was going to die. And I was like, I can't. I'm out. No, no, no. I got to go. And if it's like a new friend, you're like, oh, like how children children do I have to be before I I have to leave this party? Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, uh, I went, um, one time when I first moved to LA, I was like couch surfing and I, then I ended up having to like, I had a few days where I didn't have anywhere to stay. So I, I rented an Airbnb and it was one of those where you have your own, I had my own entrance, but I had to share a bathroom. It was like a weird situation. And, um, so at one point I come outside and, and at this point I've come uh, to understand that, you know, I knew they had dogs, which I was fine with. They were small dogs, but they, what they didn't disclose to me in advance was that they were like also taking care of another dog. Uh-oh. And so there was like four dogs in this house That's too and, um, and it wasn't like a completely figured out situation. And so I come out of my room at one point and all four dogs come running to me nerve-wracking even though they're all these fluffy pomeranian types you know like <laughs> I, I mean bigger than i don't know what they were some maybe huskies or something but they were like collies i'm not also not good at naming the brand the, i don't the know brands. dog breeds you, whatever um, you're saying is right like, pomeranians yeah. and huskies could not look more different <laughs> okay whatever they're fluffy they're going it. nuts they're running towards me and uh and I guess they felt competitive. The The new dog yeah. was like causing issues. And so one of the dogs attacks the uh. other dog like vicious attack, like blood. And it's all happening right in front of me. Oh, and no. the owner comes running over and she's like trying to rip the dog apart. And I, uh. I'm like, I ain't fucking helping. This I'm not my putting fight. my hand down and i don't know you i don't no. know i'm not putting my hand in this i don't i'm like also i don't know how to help so i might make it worse i'm always not, one of those people like not your circus I not try, your monkeys right i shouldn't try cpr i'm actually gonna kill you if i do <laughs> <laughs> um or whatever so um i do actually do need to learn cpr that's something everyone should learn but we um learn. i don't know it either but i always should think learn that. it like we should learn a course i, I um, did learn it i have no idea how to do it now it's easy to forget you got to keep right i <laughs> yeah. did learn it like in 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 college or something you got to keep it refreshed though you gotta um, keep trying to save people so you don't forget yeah how to do so it. the the dogs are being separated now i don't know if you've ever been around <clears> a dog <throat> that like gets stressed and it like releases like its anal gland juices Truly one of the worst smells I've ever smelled in my life. (laughs) What overtakes the room? Monica has a cat. She doesn't know. I have a cat. I don't know what's going on. It was one of the worst smells I've ever smelled. And I was just like, it was so chaotic. And I'm just frozen. And she's like, this woman, she's like, she's holding one of the her dog that has been attacked. You know, the other dogs are just sort of like, okay, it's over. Who cares? Like, they're on with their day. And she's holding the dog that was attacked. And she's looking at me and she's like, would you mind calling my wife? And I'm like, ah, and and because they need to get this dog out of here. You know, now I'm in the middle of like dog owner drama. (laughs) She's like, can you please? Because she didn't want to let go of her dog long enough to call. Uh, It was really weird. And so now I'm involved and I am having to call me like there was an attack. You need to come home. No. (laughs) 
And the the other the wife was like clearly the level headed one, and was like so. She was like, "I am so the other, the one that was there was not apologizing. <laughs> she was just like only worried about her dog and her child." So anyway, they ended up giving me a night free because they were so embarrassed by the situation. And I was like, "Well, also you have to understand that like I'm probably the worst person for that to happen to." <laughs> I'd be like, can you give I'm, me two hundred dollars so I can stay elsewhere, please? Yeah, I, would I wanted to leave. I was like, I don't know if I can stay in here anymore. But anyway, um, did you have to touch any dogs in this altercation? No, they were jumping on me, and that's when the attack happened. I just like backed up against my door and was like, oh. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like these things like, have seek out people that are afraid. You know, yeah. Like, if you they didn't know. care about dogs, this may have not even ever happened. I know. And I mean, now, so now the good news is, is um, my neighbors who like, I kind of share, I'm on the same property, like, and we're sort of a pod. My landlords are our friends or whatever. And we're sort of a, a family. Oh, that's it's nice. very nice. And they got a puppy last <laughs> year. And they were actually really, like, it ended up working out because they have a doggy door on their house, and they wanted a dog that would fit through it easy. So they were like, we don't think we want a big dog anyway. And I was like, I was like, I can't tell you what kind of dog to get, but just here's my deal. <laughs> I'm my like, history. I, res- I respect you, whatever. And I was like, but just understand that, like, if your vision is for all of us to be interacting and for me to want to... I was like, a bigger dog is going to be harder for me to deal with. <laughs> and, um, but they ended up, uh, they, they got a rescue and, and it was this little miniature poodle Aww. and oh my God, I'm in love. Yes. <gasps> he's, healed. My, he's my little buddy. <gasps> he comes over and stays here and when they're out of town and he sits in my lap and his name is Charlie and he's. He's a dream. He's a really good dog. And he it's like I it's it's a, a nice little, you know, like, okay, get over the fear. I'm I'm much more friendly around other dogs now. Oh, <laughs> Charlie. What a, what a yeah. beautiful story. It kind of reminds me of like those 90s movies where it's it's like a person and a dog don't have a friendship. And then they form a friendship, healing both An of their trauma. An unlikely friendship. Yeah, and heal <laughs> yes. our trauma. That's right. We're healing our trauma together. <laughs> there was also that movie, um, Cujo, the yes. Stephen King movie, which, I mean, oh my God, now I'm having memories of that. That was at the same time that I, my, the peak dog fear. And that movie, I mean, every That's dog to help. me was, was no. Cujo. I really oh. believed that every dog was going to jump up on your car and be like, and like, and like it is a it's truly terrifying movie. It's unfortunate that sometimes the depictions of dogs really are like, okay, I'm going to be afraid of this now. Like Cujo is a great example of that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's valid because if Cujo gets you, he's going to rip your fucking face off. Yeah. Cujo was no fucking joke. That dog was out for blood. Okay, I have this really, this is a really dark thought, and I, I'm going to regret it. No, do it. I'm going to regret saying about. it because I don't want to put this in other people's heads, but I've never told anybody this. Oh, I think I told my husband. Okay, this is very special. I have a fear. Like, what if when you die and you go to heaven, I always think about, like, 
first of all, do I believe in a literal pearly gates <laughs> where they have a clipboard and they're like in or out? No, but sometimes I was raised in that. So like, I can't help but think about it sometimes as a symbolic way of, of policing my own morality in the here and now. Um, I'll, I'll think about what they're going to say when you, when you die and they go, oh, you get to go to heaven or hell. And sometimes it'll be like, you get there. And, and I always think of scenarios where it's not what you thought. They're like, well, you used 70,000 rolls of paper towels in your life. And you were so wasteful and you killed so many trees. Sorry, you're going to hell. So I think about stuff like that. One I thought of recently, which is so fucked up. What if you die and you go to the pearly gates and they're like, hey, so you guys didn't know... But dogs, it was torture. You tortured them. They hate being pet. Every time they barked, they were like, please let me go. Kill me. Kill me now. Like, what if, what if dogs? I had no idea where this is going. Like, I what thought if dogs I are being tortured? What if they hate? What if they hate? They're like, dogs love us. What if they're in an abusive relationship and they're just being like, you know like what if we don't know they can't talk we don't know there's no proof either way we don't know so in your list another fear (laughs) is the song groove is in the heart (laughs) please tell us why you are afraid of this song groove is in the heart is actually a terrifying creepy song so I'll give you the backstory real quick. Um, yeah. And it actually involves a couple other fears on my list, one of which was uh, the movie Three Men and a Baby, which a lot of people understand why that movie is scary because there's apparently a ghost boy in it. And uh, it's a, <laughs> Monica. It's a, it, it's a cardboard cutout. I, I've done oh, extensive. Hang on. Don't <laughs> spoil it. God, you should have told her. I'm so right. sorry. Okay. She, just, so, she would have Googled it. I know. Okay, I know. But back then, we didn't have Google. Okay. So it yeah. was going around at school. They were like, in the movie, Three Men and a Baby, there is a ghost of a boy that was killed on set. Like, that's what they say. You stand wow. and they tell you, because this is in the days of Blockbuster and, and renting VHS tapes. And they're like, in this scene and this scene and whatever. So this is literally like a meme being passed around or conspiracy theory being passed around verbally. I'm telling you guys, back when we didn't have electricity. Like, that's how I'm talking to you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> that and is okay. So we go home and, me, and my little sister and I, we were like, there's no way that's real. But we were intrigued, which, by the way, listing all those fears and being such a scared kid, my favorite genre is horror. Uh, I love scary movies. So anyway, um, and if it's not scary enough, I get mad. So that's a weird thing that's happened in adulthood. Probably some connection there mentally. Um, It's how I probably release my fears or whatever. But anyway, we went, brought the movie back and... um, we went to that scene, and sure enough, there he was. And you don't have the kind of fine-tuned yeah. control that you have now with fast-forward and rewind and stuff. And so it was absolutely terrifying. I thought I thought ghosts were fake. I thought we, I was in on the fucking game. Oh. Now all bets are <laughs> off. This shit is real. I'm going to die. I'm so scared. And so that night... <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Poor thing. My sister and I are like laying in bed and we like, we share a room and we like could not fall asleep. We were so fucking scared. Oh, no. And so we were like, let's put on some music to try and make us less scared. Because we used to like sing songs when we were scared. Like, my little pony lives in a forest. Like, we were like, what's the stupidest like girly song that wouldn't be scary? That's a terrifying song. I just want to point that out. So scary. (laughs) Yep. So now we put on, um, we had a little boom box. I had a tape, D-Light. I put on Groove is in the Heart. (laughs) And at first we're like, yeah, this is a groove. You know, this is like making us not scared of the ghost boy anymore. And, um... And then, but then it gets, and it's got that, which is starting to feel a little trippy and weird. That was so good. (laughs) And then it gets to like the sort of breakdown in the middle, like, and then there's this banshee noise and it goes, and it's fucking scary. Play the song tonight. Oh no. In the dark. No. no, I won't. And tell me it's not a scary song. I dare you. I feel like I only know the chorus where that woman is like, you know, yeah. it's just like chaos. Astronomical. It's chaos. That song is chaotic. Moving in the high. Moving in the high. You're great at that. But then that part where it breaks down and it goes, no. Like in the background, it's like some kind of fucking demon animal. You know how it's I like so scary. It's so scary. Oh no! You know I how it. like horror movies today? There's like always a re or not even horror movies, but just movies in general. It's like let's do a slowed down version of a famous pop song, like you know "Toxic" by Britney Spears. Slow down. Yeah. Like one day they're gonna use that, and it's gonna be so unsettling. It's gonna be like Groove Final Destination Eight. Exactly. I I think we should we should pitch that to somebody. You know, yeah. OIP now is just spooky. Groove is in the heart song. So yeah, who owns that? Who owns the yeah, IP? Who, that's who, who owns it? We gotta do it. They I don't, don't know, know but, yet. You know, that's a real oof. Scary time in my life, you know, look back on it and I go, I never, I don't, I don't like, I still don't like that song. When I hear it, I get a little spooked. It is spooky. And also I didn't know about the ghost boy in that movie. That's spooky too. I'm sorry. Now if you look it up online, you're going to go, oh my God, that's so obvious what that is. But just like imagine not being able to like zoom in and look at it and like really figure it out. It's just like fleeting and you're like, oh my God, there's a fucking... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, it is weird that a cardboard cutout of a person somehow made it into the final cut of a movie yeah, where it wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> and it was like a cut, cardboard cutout of, I think, Ted Danson. Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> so it like, doesn't look even like a boy if you can like really zoom in on it. But I love it. My memory is different than the reality. When I look it up yeah. now, I'm like, that's not what I remember seeing. He had like dark hair and like no eyes in your memory, like yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. And that He's, like, is the standing behind our curtain. Kind yes, of. that's exactly. It's really why. scary. Why was it there though? Like, okay, sure, it's a cardboard cutout, but like, why I just didn't you move it? Lost my shit. Stuff like that, like you know, where it was, I could try to work my way around. I'll go well, maybe because then people were like, 
because I'm like, ghosts aren't real, you know, and somebody's like, well, no, the boy is real, but he died right after that. You know, they'll say like he died on set. Like they're well, changing the story. Kid here? Why is this kid here while we're making this movie? Right. Either way, it's like, why is that? Ki- right. It's like something's up. He was it's three there. men and a baby, not three <laughs> men and a boy. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. And thank you, Sarah, for being with us thank today. You, guys. you are hilarious. Oh, this was a delight. So are you guys. Oh, yay. Where can our listeners you. find you on the internet? Um, my username is Sarah Schaefer one across all platforms. So you can't fuck it up. So just Google Sarah Schaefer. Even if you spell it wrong, you'll find me eventually. And to everybody out there also, just pet your dogs if you have one. But if you don't, don't feel like you have to. That's the problem. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us here today on Scaredy Chat. We hope you were a little scared and maybe a little relieved about your fears. And if you're having fun listening to this podcast, please rate and review and subscribe so you never miss it and you're ready with us every week. And hey, make sure you follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at scaredychat underscore podcast. And maybe you have a fear and you're wondering if other people are afraid of it too. Well, we probably are, but you should email us your fears at story at scaredychatpod.com and maybe we'll talk about it on the show. Till next time, Scaredy Cats. Bye. Scaredy Chat was developed and hosted by Caitlin Riley and Monica Moore Suriagi. Produced by Jeff Swimmer. Editing and sound design by Fitz Harris. Theme music by Eric Fashingbauer with samples by Jeff Zahn and Jack Lenz. And Gail Gilman is the executive producer. Scaredy Cat.